Hello, everybody. Welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. I'm about on the road again, so unfortunately that means Kaiju Kiwi is left behind. But we've traveled to American Honda today to talk to the PR man who handles all the motorcycles here, Mr. Colin, two middle names, Miller. <laughs> Thanks, James. Appreciate it. That's right. Two I th- middle names. You are correct. That's that's true. At yep. least you don't have to fill them out now on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah you don't need to do that. And I probably won't ask you what those middle names are. Yeah. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad because you know the the government paperwork thing gets a little out of hand sometimes. It certainly can. <laughs> it certainly can. Especially when they give you like the too small box. Yeah. <laughs> or not in a big enough box. Yeah. And it's like yeah. The one that gets me too is the middle initial. You know, just where you have middle initial, then you get a pick. And just one, right? Because there's only be space for one. That's it. Yeah, that's all you get. Like so, you can't put two letters there. You can only get one letter. So you just kind of see. The thing is, see, I don't have a middle name. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So I would happily share my form with you anytime we go any place together. Perfect. If we need to, and then you can just add your bits in there. Yeah, that would be an interesting conversation at, like, the border of Mexico. You totally know, like, fine. Well, to- you know, he's yeah. got the other one. Yeah. I've shared it with him. I've yeah. got the space, so we'll just use my form for this. Yeah. But I don't really have that. But it's both of ours together. It'll be totally yeah. fine. Yeah. I think it would require more than $20 to cross the border. Well, it would be 20 each, right? Yeah, okay. Fair so enough. 40 so we hopefully, hope, fingers yeah. crossed, to be fine. Well, if, unless they listen to the podcast, which I understand is very big in the Baja region. I'm sure it is. Um it's probably they're probably hearing this. Probably going to put the mark up on. I think I saw a billboard last time I was there. Yeah, and I, I often has send helicopters down there with things behind <laughs> saying to go listen to the podcast. But uh, also got a big, a huge shout out to Mister Bicurious for setting up this. Yeah, Arby. So thank you, Arby. Um, I know he's definitely not listening. Mm-hmm. He's on vacation right now. Actually, he's al- so. isn't he always on vacation? I think so. Yeah, I think it's. Just, I mean, the whole motorcycle thing is probably just a vacation for him. Yeah, I, him and <laughs> him and Jack, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, his little yeah, always everywhere he goes. Got to take Jack. Yeah, but uh, so Colin, so after the formalities of the introduction, why don't you tell me how you got into uh, this automotive space? Something. Where did it still start from? Um, well, I guess it started a little bit. I have to say, I was kind of from my family. Okay. If you if you go all the way back, I mean, my um, parents kind of met in the motorcycle world. You know. Uh, my dad was working at a motorcycle shop in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then uh, my mom, while she was going to law school, she rode motorcycles all the time and also was working there. Oh, um, I, I'm glad she wasn't were just riding really unreliable motorcycles, and that's how they met. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't so much that. She was actually, you know, kind of working as as she was putting herself through yeah, school. Yeah, that's, that's a much so, better yeah. way to go about saying <laughs> exactly. that. My, my motorcycle just so I was there yeah. every week. Well, it wasn't a Honda, so yes, they mean, obviously it's yeah, going to be a problem exactly, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and and so that's kind of how it started, and that's how I'm. I always say that's how the curse began. Mm-hmm. Um, so when was the first age where you would say when you were on the bike and then when you were riding the bike, when the difference between the two? Okay, so first time in a bike, I went to Laguna Seca when I was about eight days old in my parents' sidecar. Perfect. So, yeah, it was over at that point. Yeah. And then on, actually. I mean, then, I'm surprised it wasn't sooner, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> All right. I mean, it could have yeah. beaten the traffic and got there like day seven, <laughs> right? Know. It's bad. Yeah. But um, the first time on a bike, probably around four or five, something okay. around that, you know, getting on a small displacement motorcycle, like a little 
kid's dirt bike. Mm -hmm. It was a Honda Z50 at the time. Yeah, yeah. Which so, is a lovely bike. Yeah, great. I'd, I mean, I'd still like one this day. started on one of those? That's, that's where I need to start, I think, exactly. back oh, then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's only small, <laughs> petite. And then, so, so where did it go from there, then? Um, so then, I mean, rode, you know, dirt bikes periodically through teens, and then... Um, and when I kind of got through, you know, high school and started thinking about what I wanted to do for college or, you know, with my life, um, I kind of was like, all right, well, I'd like to, you know, stay in that kind of technical space. And mm -hmm. um, so I went to uh, move to Southern California from Northern California. I went to uh, Long Beach State for engineering and at the time actually started working at a local motorcycle dealership um, as kind of just help around kind of guy. And then... Uh, I had had a lot of uh, technical background, just working on things throughout my, you know, teen and childhood years. Helping out um, with the family bikes, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, when you've got the small hands, it makes it. But then again, bikes are pretty much open, so it's a little bit easier than cars. But yeah, but you know, there's always that still, space. Yeah, you know, that, that one space. Like, the, oh, yeah, get Colin. He'll reach in there and grab yeah. that. You know, and then careful, that's shot. You know, yeah, oh, you're yeah, burning. Yeah, and, you know. yeah, it's hot, <laughs> spiky, but you you put your hand in yeah, there, it's yeah, totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, so that kind of, uh, you know, that led to eventually I was a technician at the dealer, service manager, another dealer. Um, so I did that for about eight years Okay. and then started working here at Honda in the, basically the technical department, um, starting off helping dealers resolve technical problems. So what does that sort of entail then if someone's listening here um so at first i started just uh if a dealer has a problem with the motorcycle and they can't fix it it's called tech line mm -hmm. so basically they would call in and you would help them kind of logically go through the steps make sure that they were um you know doing everything properly and anything you know you could kind of point them in the right direction and so is that kind of like when you do like computer tech support when they say the first thing you do is just turn off the computer wait yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> and turn it back on so we like <laughs> turn the motorcycle off yeah. Wait 30 seconds, it'd be good as gold. The, that, well, sometimes that did, you know, you did tell them, have you disconnected everything, and reconnected <laughs> thing? But the, the biggest thing that we always found was, have you opened the service manual? You know, like. No. <laughs> no, what's that? There's a book that's got a lot of good info in it. It might help to get that. Uh, yeah. So, um, and that was, I did that for about a year, a little okay. under a year. And then uh, from there, I started working in more of the behind-the-scenes job in the technical group in the quality department. Okay. So and there, I kind of specialized in certain motorcycles. And then I helped not only Techline with things, but also a number of other departments at Honda, kind of when it, anything came to those models themselves. Okay. So. so what kind of things do you be helping with then, if you sort of break that out a bit more um, again? So you would do – I mean, it was wide range from anything from you would help you know, review a service manual or help mm -hmm. improve a service manual to something you saw something breaking um, on a vehicle. You would help report that to a factory or help try to, you know, improve future models and things like that. Okay. So, and then obviously being Hondas, there was, you were very, had very little work to do because everything was running so smoothly. I pretty much just hung out at the coffee bar over and here all most, the time. Yeah, and that's yeah, basically pretty it. Pretty much it. And yeah. you just call the other guys, they'd give you a call pretty and much. say, Colin, I love the work you did in yeah. the service manual. It's exquisite. exquisite. Exactly. Flip through the service manual. Oh, I think there's a, oh, I thought there was a typo. Nope, that's not a typo. You're good. Perfect. Look at that. <laughs> but this picture, maybe they could just change the focus a little bit in this picture, maybe cut it down and done. It's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that kept me busy for, uh, you know, kind of that aspect of the, the kind of behind-the-scenes job at Honda. Not a very – it's not so much a, 
a public job, but mm -hmm. I mean, I did go to, um, I started kind of going to press launches and events and explaining technical concepts, how things worked, um, you know, new technologies that were coming into the motorcycle scene at the time. So, and how receptive were the journalists with these events and whatnot? Uh, most of the time, they're pretty open. Okay, you know, they're pretty open to what you have to say, um, and you 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 just hope that they're going to say the same thing they said to you in the, in the story. In the story, yeah, yeah. which is always going to be yeah. positive, right? Yeah, exactly, right? So, um, and I mean, they're always interested to learn about new things, you mm -hmm. know. So that was a big um, a big thing for us is the dual clutch technology we have in a lot of our bikes now. Yeah. Um, I worked a lot on that on the motorcycle aspect and, and just kind of on the service side. So I understood how it operated mm -hmm. and just kind of being able to translate that to someone who's never dealt with it before, you know. So especially for, for us being so new uh, in the technology world and coming into motorcycles, pretty much every motorcycle has had a, you know, a clutch lever to disengage like a manual basically. Yeah. So getting a new technology in there, there can be a little resistance sometimes. So Yeah, but uh, admittedly, it's it's the way everything's going, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. mean, the future there is everything's going to be developed and made better and better and better, right? Yeah, exactly. So some things, you you know, eventually have to evolve a little bit, so. Yeah. yeah. And then, so speaking of that, so with going through and doing these talks and explaining this, where did the, your position then lead from there? Where did it go to next? Um, so then I, um, peri I, would periodically go to those events, mm -hmm. and then that kind of led into um, into this job, into basically doing uh, you know press and PR for the motorcycle division. Um, periodically, Honda kind of maybe reorganizes. I was not a right word, but they try to make sure that their employees are well rounded. Mm -hmm. So they did a shift, and I was part of that, and got moved from. They try to. I guess pick maybe somebody, oh, maybe they'll be good at this job or maybe this is something else they'll do. And I kind of think that that's what happened. I, I like talking to people, mm -hmm. and I think that that's kind of fed into where I'm at now. So <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, yeah. there's also, so as a, you've just given me the tour, I mean, while we're at the corporate facilities here, there's certainly a lot more going on over here than, than one might expect, right? Yeah. Definitely. So can you tell, talk a little bit about more about what you guys have got here? Sure. Um, well, this is our um, pretty much the North American headquarters for Honda, including, you know, motorcycle, automobile division. Um, and so as the motorcycle division, we're kind of based out of here. Um, and we also base our, you know, we have a shop here where we base our press activities. Mm -hmm. A lot of our shows, events are all based here. We kind of prep everything, get it ready to go here. And also we have a uh, our motocross race team is based out of this facility. Um, so any of the, you know, the race prep that they're doing before getting on the road. Is and all so, so what here. series are they competing in? Uh, that is, uh, AMA Supercross and motocross. So, uh, Supercross is mainly in stadiums, mm -hmm. um, with kind of, you know, bigger jumps and things. And the motocross with the whoops. is exactly, mm -hmm. yep. With whoop sections and, um, I like my whoops. <laughs> we got to get you out on some. Oh, oh, one day, one day. On. All right. So then, uh, maybe then not. That might give the stadiums a bit of a miss for the moment. Yeah, yeah, right, I might yeah, feel exactly. my competition level is. <laughs> I wouldn't want to upstage anyone. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I okay. feel bad for the guys. So yeah, I want to come true. out there and be like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't humiliate him, Ralph. Yeah, straight away. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see the fear in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other end of that is uh, motocross. So that is kind of the second half of the year, and that is an outdoor series at outdoor tracks mm -hmm. around the country. Okay, so. And then who are the current riders of the factory riders at this moment in time? Uh, so we have Ken Roxon, mm -hmm. who's racing our 450, CRF uh, 450R, and also Cole Seeley, 
Yeah, so they're both on the main factory team and they race uh, 450s. We also have a number of support riders in our 250 class. So we have like, um, uh, you know, there's like five or six different guys on that team, but you know, Chase Sexton, RJ Hampshire, um, there's a number of other support teams that we also help out and they race uh, 250s. So that's kind of the, you know, the, the up and coming next generation of the the leading class, class so to yeah, speak, exactly. of sorts. Not saying that it's a second class, but there's certainly, yeah, the backs are a little smaller. Yeah, all. and I mean, even then, I mean, it, you watch these guys ride these things, and they're just they're on another planet. Yeah, I mean, the way that they're riding the bike and how fast they're going, you, you look at it and you're just like in awe of how fast they're going through. And you know, and you ride the bike and you're like, wow, I feel like I'm going so fast. And I've been and on the track like, when one of these guys goes by you, you know, at like a press event or something, and you're just like, is that even humanly possible? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, their skill level is amazing. Yeah, so. it's insane. And then as a result of that, though, as, as I just got to walk through, you've got a few uh, older bikes here as well. Yeah, so um, there is a kind of a, a little museum here as well, just to kind of down the street. It's mm-hmm. kind of the kind of – it's like a small little facility, but they keep a lot of uh, things from our Honda collection there. And a lot of that is motorcycles, too. So, um, you know, we have anything from old, you know, road race bikes to, you know, Baja winning motorcycles to old Supercross bikes. And we try to put those on display and kind of, you know, I mean, we try to celebrate our heritage a little bit. And so allowing uh, you know, those to be placed different locations or help people out. And, hey, yeah, we can put one on display there. Um, it's definitely something we try to do. So yeah, and then so if we talk a little bit about your the PR aspects of your job, mm-hmm. I mean, what are some of the bikes that have really tickled you at this point in time that you're really happy to go out there and promote, or some of your favorites to get on ride? I should say. Um, the one of my current favorites is our new CB650R. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a middle range, uh, kind of a sport bike, but more of an upright bike. Has a you know a handlebar, not clip-on style bars. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more comfortable seating position, uh, but, you know, good middle-range power. It really kind of – you can ride it around town, but also on the freeway, no problem. Plenty yeah. of comfort. Um, so that's one of my personal favorites. And then um, one that's even closer to my heart is the Grom, which yes. is our uh, kind of mini motorbike. It's a 125cc uh, kind of small displacement motorcycle. Yeah, so. I've dreamed many, many good dreams about those Grom bikes. It's – I've – I've kind of told it in the way that if you ride that bike and you don't get off smiling, you really have nothing inside, no soul. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm all about I'm all about that Grom life. I'll put it yeah, that way. All right, cool. So, um, so tell us about how the Grom sort of came. How's it sort of fit in the mix of bikes? Then how does it? Because it's been around not too long. No, it came in uh, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Was the first year, and um, it, it started out as kind of you know we were adding a new model, and we, we knew it'd be pretty popular because it's you know. We've always had a history of small displacement motorcycles mm-hmm. as a company. Yep. I mean, that's where we as started. We talked about you riding your first bike, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My first bike, many people's first bikes. Yeah, soon to be um, my first bike. So you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. See? Come on. Well, by the end of this, you'll have you committed. Yeah, <laughs> with grace. Yeah, she'll, she'll be fine. Yeah. Not, not a problem at all. Um, and so, you know, the small displacement has always been kind of Honda's history. Mm-hmm. And so we knew it'd be popular. We knew it'd have a lot of uh, support. But... Even I don't think we knew how much popularity it really did have coming out. I mean, it immediately was, you know, there were dealers that were like, hey, I've got deposits for, for 30 of these, and I'm my allocation, I'm getting like 10 or 15. 
And so um, we kind of saw the writing on the wall at that point and definitely tried to increase everything. And, and then since then, we've expanded on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monkey, which is kind of uh, the engines are very much the same from the Grom to the Monkey, but this one is you know different chassis, much more retro styling. Yeah. Um, and then the Super Cub, which is kind of a, a exterior-wise looks very much like the original Cub but with a, a little bit larger motor, 125cc as well, and a, um, a centrifugal clutch, so no clutch lever. Yep. You can just you only need to have to use a shifter. Yep. You don't have to actuate a clutch with your hand. Yeah. So a little Which, more comfort. Yeah, I was going to say much more easy to ride. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then so I understand as well in talking to you, you uh, as you've mentioned, you're a fan of the Grom. I, am. I understand you might have a Grom. I do, yeah. So, um, and this Grom is obviously it might not quite all be standard. Is that what you're telling me? It, it is not standard. Yeah, at this point, this Grom has basically become a track bike. Okay. I basically, you know, I put slicks on it and the suspension. I've taken all the lights off of it, and mm-hmm. I basically take it to kart tracks, and either do uh, you know sprint races or endurance races on it. Um, it, it kind of a little bit to my wife's dismay, we both bought Groms at the same time. Okay. Okay. And mine turned into the the slippery slope of track bike. Yep. And hers still remains stock. Okay. So she looks at me often, and then she's kind of like, "Well, what happened to us riding Groms around and together?" Yeah, exactly. Grom life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, we can." Uh, I just need to get well, a. Yeah. I just need to get a, a monkey now, right, or something yeah, else exactly, to like, keep up with it, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I. It's I'll have to convince her. I just need one more motorcycle. And how many have you got then in total? Right now, I think I'm at about five bikes at the moment. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of one right now. Okay. So we'll see. Maybe in a month or two, I'll have one less. But that just frees up room for another one. Well, I was going to say, is that just you, or is that you and the wife? That's those that's, five. Yeah, that's both. That includes hers. Okay. As well. See, yeah. then it's not too bad. No, it's not. I mean, bad. if you put them like stack them up, then it's still not really a full car. If you put it in a garage, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. Car. Well, garages are not for cars. I'll be clear with that. It's for motorcycles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when me and my wife got together, it was pretty clear that if, when we had a garage, there's no reason to park a car in the garage. It has other things for the garage, motorcycles. Yeah. And you, can put a, <laughs> and you can put more than five in there, right? Exactly. Yeah. You can only fit like one, maybe two cars in a garage. Yeah. Mm. And, and, it's, well, and it's also, I guess, more comfortable to work on them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, – I do work on pretty much all my own stuff, so it's always – Something I mean, obviously, torn it's the, apart. the Hondas, yeah. you never spend any time working on it. No, at it's all. always upgrades and yeah. things like that. Oh, yeah, putting new stickers on. Exactly. And cleaning. Yeah. It's a couple horsepower each sticker, right? Yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> right? So, when you do take the Grom to the track, for what's the difference? Uh, sprint race versus the endurance race? I mean, I can obviously tell one's short and one's long. Yeah. But what? And then it's on around go kart tracks? Yep, most of it's around go kart tracks. Um, and so, the sprint races are usually. Um, you can usually compete in a couple different classes depending on how the whatever organization has it structured. And I guess that's a lot of elbow rubbing in that then? A little bit, yeah, because you're really kind of going all out. So it's it's basically like road rash for a video game for the track? Minus the chains and the the bars. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, you take that out and you throw, you know. But other than that, usually about eight to ten laps Mm -hmm. per race. Yeah. So you're, you're going as fast as you can for those eight to ten laps. Um, whereas most of the endurance races are six, seven, eight hours long. Mm-hmm. So you really need to take your time. The key is, you know, making sure you're just consistent and you're making it to the end. Ha- that's half the battle sometimes. And the bathroom break it. or two. Yeah, exactly. And usually 
I actually really like the endurance racing because you get together with a couple buddies mm-hmm. and and you go out there and you're you know you're having a good time with other people and you're trading off you know you do an hour hour and a half on the bike so you won't do the full eight by yourself for example then yeah, it might be a little tough I might you know unless you got like an IV as yeah. you're riding around <laughs> that might be difficult um, there are some guys that I have seen do like two man Ironmans. Yeah, because obviously I'm talking to Arby, our uh-huh. mutual friend. I mean, he's with the Iron Butt Association. I wonder yes. if there was anything that would float, that would go into the, the extreme world of motorcycle racing as a result of that. I, don't, I mean, there definitely are some people out there that will basically – there's two guys, and they're doing all eight hours, just them two. And I'm, that's a little extreme. Yeah. That's a lot of time. I mean, it's four hours on a motorcycle at a – I mean, a good pace, and so. that's focused as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. So it's not. I mean, obviously you're not going hundreds of miles an hour. Correct. No. I mean, I mean it's only like maybe two, three hundred miles an hour. Correct. Yeah. Rather than yeah. 400 exactly. Miles. Yeah. But I mean, the focus for even for an hour is a lot of focus racing. Yeah, it does. That that does wear on you. You know, you have to keep your concentration, and that's usually what you start to feel after a while is loss of concentration. Like when you're out there for an hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. you really kind of. Uh, you start to lose concentration. You're like, oh, I totally blew that corner right there. And that's when you kind of either have to collect yourself and, and refocus or you kind of just say, okay, now it's time to, to so, come in yeah. and, and switch out. Yeah, tag so, out. Yeah. And then if someone uh, was wanting to learn to ride, what would your advice be for someone looking to learn to ride or try motorcycles out for the first time? Um, well, I mean, the biggest thing for us, uh, Honda-wise, is we have a training facility. We actually have four of them across the U.S., but okay. um, here in Southern California, we have one, too, as well. And um, basically, that training facility can do everything from street bike training course to dirt bike to ATV and side-by-sides. And it really gives you the ability to take that course without having to you know, maybe invest in all the gear if you don't want to yet. Yeah, you can go there, and they have the, the gear you can put on. They have motorcycles you can do it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really kind of creates that that initial environment um, where you can do it without a lot of commitment and see if it's right for you. Yeah. And and most people kind of, uh, it, that's how it just gets started. You get the kind of the analogy, you know, put the needle in the arm kind of as a motorcyclist. <laughs> You're like, all right, now I'm, uh, I love it. You know, you kind of get that feeling when you ride. And then talk a little bit about uh, what we haven't touched in here is the side-by-sides and the ATVs. Yeah, so um, a big thing for us for a long time has been uh, utility ATVs and side-by-sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't get as much you know, publicity and press because it's a lot of it's a working vehicle. Um, it's went and worked on a farm or a, you know, a company's doing something. They're using an ATV to get around. Um, and same with the utility side-by-sides. Someone has it maybe as a work vehicle, but they also maybe hang out with their family on the weekends. Uh, but lately, we've pretty much in the last two months, we've expanded into sports side-by-sides. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, you know, more completely dedicated to sports. It still has a, you know, a level of you could use it around if you needed to, but much more focused on kind of a, a sport aspect of it. You know, you can go out to the the desert or a, you know a trail that's meant for sports side by sides and really kind of explore the full usage of the unit so and then what's uh i mean which what how what sort of price are those ones going for then the side by sides um so the, the sports one the I sports side by sides yeah. um so we have basically it's called the talon mm-hmm. it's a talon 1000 r and x uh so the r is longer travel suspension a little bit wider more for like the desert wide open 
and that one starts at 21. Okay. The X is a little bit more narrow, a little bit less travel, and that one is basically 20,000, so 19.9. Yeah, which is not so, too bad, right? Yeah, exactly. To get you out. And it's that's the ones that has four seats, right? That would be the two-seater. Okay. The four-seater is actually um, just announced. We haven't released it yet. It'll release later this year. And they haven't set pricing 100%, but it's looking like to be around 23, 24. Well, I was more asking for someone who I know uh, is still not too keen on the idea of a motorcycle, but a four-wheel vehicle, I think she might be more open to. There you go. See, yeah. If it had a cage around it. And then we don't need anyone else. It'd just be the two of us. The two-seater one's absolutely fine. Perfect. Oh, yeah. So you're good then. The yeah. talent would be, I think, whoever that happens to be, it would just, it would really enjoy it. If it was Grace, if she's listening, she took some out of it, maybe. Just possibly. I mean, you may or may not know someone who might be able to help out with that. See? <laughs> and then, speaking of that, so where would you suggest, have you, have you got any tips, I will say, don't you have to give me your best roads or mm-hmm. trails, but where is the best place that you enjoy riding coming out of here, out of Southern California? Um, so some of my favorite roads are kind of in the, the Angeles Forest Mountain area, mm-hmm. like um, the Highway 2 or the Crest, a yep. lot of people call it. Um, it's probably one of my favorite roads. Or, um, uh, but you have to do it early. Yeah, you do. And yeah. generally midweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the best, actually. Yeah. Or um, And another... then you stay strictly to the speed limit. Oh, of course. Of course. Of strictly course. to the speed limit. Yes, definitely. And then, uh, or Glendora Mountain Road, mm-hmm. which is another road kind of just just a little bit south of that. Is that the that. one that leads like to the dead end? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can go all the way up to uh, Crystal Lake area. Mm-hmm. There's a little cafe and stuff up there. and um, Or you can cut across. There's another for- road called East Fork Road that kind of loops around. And um, and yeah. then don't they have the OHV park there as well at the bottom? Yep, yep. Where you could take the side-by-sides maybe there, if you wanted to. Exactly, yeah. ATV, side-by-sides, or a dirt or the bike. Motocrack. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say the dirt bikes. Yeah. So you can you can bring both on a trailer, unload, go ride one, come you back, ride Pull them the up where they were with a Honda and then yeah, drop see, them right off, see? Yeah, already on the same page. Then, <laughs> and where else then? If we're going outside, like if you're going a little bit further afield, where is it that if you're going on a more of an adventure for a few days? Where are you looking um, to go? You know, I mean, I have done some adventure rides through Mexico and things mm-hmm. like that, which are really, uh, really awesome riding and a lot of good stuff. But probably the one of the best rides I've had in the last couple of years is uh, I rode an Africa Twin in uh, Moab. Okay. So Africa Twin's like kind of our larger adventure bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, some of the views that you see there in that area and just the riding, it, it's unreal. Yeah. I mean, it looks like you're the, when the sun is setting and everything, it looks like a painting. Yeah. I mean, you're just When that golden hour hits, you're like. Yeah, it really is. And, yeah. I mean, that's been some of the, the times where I was really just like, in awe of the ride I was on. Now, was that happened to you be on a press event for that one, or was that you just taking on your own sweet that, time? That was a press event, oh, but uh, it was actually, um, like, we did a part of it beforehand, and so okay. it was kind of on that, but I was like, wow, I mean, this is just amazing. Like, I have to come back here. Yeah. So, yeah. And then where else have you had the chance to go with the press events then, or which is some of the exciting places you've been to? Um, lot of, a uh, lot of local rides in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of the... Um, uh, when I worked in the service side, uh, I worked with the motocross bikes a lot, mm-hmm. so got to go quite a bit of uh, motocross tracks around the U.S., um, which are, are amazing, and um, and then also... That's when they fly past you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we also did a ride last year up in the Pacific Northwest on our uh, our new CRF450L, which is like kind of a street-legal uh, dual-sport bike, mm-hmm. and um, that was probably one of the best rides I've been in a long time. It was... You know, all single tracks, so real tight, 
uh, backwoods trails. Yeah, hopefully it wasn't raining too roads. much. You know, it was raining just enough to keep the Give ground. Give the atmosphere. Yeah, To make it exactly. like Twin Peaks, and you're like, I'm good. Yeah, and you know what? The nice thing about a little bit of moisture is it keeps the dust down. Yeah. So you're not getting really, like, if you're riding around, it's really dry, it gets real dusty, um, where when it's wet, it just kind of keeps the dust down. It was, it was a really awesome ride. And I got to do it with... Uh, Johnny Campbell, mm-hmm. who's, uh, you know, like I mean, 10 Baja wins at this point, something like that. And he was kind of our guest rider. And so I'm riding along, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, am I riding with Johnny Campbell right now? Like, you have to pinch this yourself. really happened? Yeah, it was a little bit of a pinch moment there. I, I was kind of a, like, oh, my God, this is really happening. <laughs> so and that he, was a fun ride. And then he came up and said, gosh, I need to give me some tips on this for the yeah, next yeah, section. Yeah. And then he, like, you know, waited for me two miles down the trail because <laughs> he was going to thousand miles faster than i was i'm sure <laughs> but uh and colin the most important thing if anyone who's listening to this is wanting to find out more about honda and their their bikes and mm-hmm. their atvs and their side-by-sides and everything else where is the best place to go find that stuff out and that information out um you can just go to our website which is basically powersports.honda.com and um and you know has pretty much all the information on our complete lineup Everything from, you know, ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, off-road, on-road, scooters. So kind of the, the full line. And what about so. on the social media side then to try and um, track you down there on the old Instagrams and Facebooks? And yeah, whatnot? so you can check out our, uh, you know, U.S. Honda Power Sports uh, Instagram um, or myself, either way, either one. So. Yeah, what's your Instagram since we're going to full it's, follow you now? So it's uh, uh, C Miller. Uh, 32V. So that's kind of my 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 Grom race number is the 32, and so that's kind of where that came from. So yeah, that's me. And then you know, of course, our you know Power Sports Instagram as well. It's just the US Honda Power Sports. No, Colin. Well, I, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for for the the walk around the the tour. It was being great, and I'm looking forward to possibly going out and seeing what some of these. Uh, there's the training is like shall we say yeah no you, i think you definitely should if just have to at least get out and see it and then possibly get into a unit and drive around yeah if it just happens, happens to be to there, to be there and there's keys there yeah yeah exactly but uh thank you as always everyone for listening it is always an absolute pleasure to have you guys there we always appreciate it if you can leave us a lovely nice comment or give us a review Generally, it's out of five stars, but I think it's like at a 10-point scale. So if you think it's great, 10 points, but then let's round it down to five. If you think it's bad, maybe it's only five. Just keep it at five. That's the way I think. So it's always five out of five. That's the way I just think. Just go straight, five out of five. Can you go up to like six? Well, if you could. I mean, I've always asked to tell iTunes that they should go to six. Yeah, right. But I think so. if they can't, just go on five. Yeah, agreed. And you can always find us on Instagram, at no breaking. N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. And the same for Facebook, at No Breaking. N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. Thank you, as always, guys, for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.